Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther and today I'm being joined by Barbara Edwards. How are you, Barbara? Hello, Esther, and uh, delighted to be a guest on your podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. We're going to be talking about Zoom and Barbara has been using Zoom since before it was popular. Uh, Isn't that right, Barbara? Uh, yeah, I, I've been using it for the last few years, actually, when it was in its infancy. And if I'd have known what was coming down the road, I would have bought shares. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the boat on that one. <laughs> I did. I did. So why did you start using Zoom? What was the, one of the benefits that you saw in it? Well, actually, it's for me, it was one of the easiest things. And even though I know we've had loads and loads of updates, um, even a couple of years ago when I was using it online, I still found it to be um, more safe and more secure when it came to data, um, particularly when you're dealing with a client. And, you know, it was much more secure link to the client than like I'm in coaching. Um, so I need to make sure that if I'm chatting to somebody online, face to face via the screen, that the connection is secure. So the other things that we would normally use, um, which we would the apps we would have on our phone, and um, were more social media type apps. So to me, those connections just I wasn't happy. I, it was just a personal thing now a couple of years ago. Now, obviously, now things have changed and we moved on an awful lot from that. And we're now on Zoom version five. I think I was 1.5 or two or something like that when I started. And we're now version five, uh, which, by the way, I recommend everybody get. It was updated on the first or you're going to have problems in the days coming down the road. So, yeah, and it just the security of the connection. And now we can actually lock the meeting and with the waiting room and all of these things now have been improved. So that's why and it's it, it's a great platform. So simple. Yeah. And that's even true for the free version, right? Because you're, you're in the paid version, but there is a free version of the app that for those who don't want to, to be spending out. I don't even know how much it is per month. Um, yeah, there is the, the free version actually is really flexible. Um, the paid version is working out, I think it's uh, 17 or 18 euro per month. And I suppose because I do so much, it's well worth that um, extra, that, you know, it's well worth the cost for me. But, but what, the, what would you get extra with it? What would what would the difference be between, what was one of the main differences between the paid version and the free version? Well, I suppose on the paid version, when, you, when you're going in to set up your account and you're going into the settings, there are more options for how you invite people and um, settings and even being able to uh, stream, say, if I want to stream onto my website, you know, at the moment, now it's a while since I've been looking at the free version, maybe they have brought this on since, but I could do a live stream into my website or I can do a live um, into my LinkedIn if I want to or any other platforms and as it is I would do a live um, every week on Facebook so uh, but that is definitely one of the things and I would do you know what I'd actually have to pull up the settings now because I'm a long time on the paid version but it's definitely down to how you set up your meetings how you invite people and the different options that they have as a recipient 
um, of accessing the meetings as well. So there are just a few more security measures built in uh, that suit me better being on the paid platform. But I can yeah, come back good... to you on that and I can <laughs> let you know. Yes, curveball. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't didn't mean to throw you a curveball there. <laughs> Uh, but there are other um, advantages as well, isn't there? Aren't there? There's the ones of um, extra time on the paid version. Um, the free version gives you so many minutes of recorded Thank you. Uh, chat. Thank you. Yes, that's it. That, I hear a second. I know this. I couldn't think because it is a long <laughs> time since I've been on the free one. You get 35, uh, is it 40 or 45 40 minutes? minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah, 40, 45 minutes on the free version. But I could do a 23 hour live if I wanted to or meeting. Do you want to, though, do you? Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you know, you can run your whole um, multiple meeting for 23 hours. There's no time limit. And um, you can add you also on the free version. There's a limit on the number of participants. But once you get on to once you start going into the paid versions, then you can increase that too. Now there is, um, I would be on the first level of paid, you know, which is your gen, most people, if they're going onto the paid version, that's what it is. Because the next level after that, which is a bit of a downside, you have to have a minimum of 10 hosts. So you kind of go either you're a, you're on a paid version for one person, one host or 10. There's no step in between, but you yeah, can it's a feast or a famine. It is a feast or famine, although there are options that you can add on a once-off. Like if I decided to do, or anyone decided to do, you know, a three-day webinar series, you can buy for just that two or three days that you're running that webinar series, and then yeah, okay. it again. But to do that, you have to be on the individual paid plan. You cannot get that from the you know the free, the free one yeah. yeah so there are advantages and like you were saying there's a lot more security has been added recently as well because a lot of people whenever the lockdown started and we're still in corona time and uh, everyone just jumped onto zoom and and platforms like it there are other options out there everybody we're not just promoting zoom but it's one of the ones that has been most used recently um there, everybody just jumped on and then everybody like there were hackers and oh, zoom bombers and yeah and, everything and as, and as a result we've had you know the, in fairness to them i have to say you know there's been update after update after update after update um one of the things that i did find and it is a negative um on it was that for a period there i discovered that it was duplicating the id number i use g suite um, for all my um, Google stuff. And what I discovered was that when I was scheduling my meeting, it was going through the G Suite plugin as well. So I would go on to Zoom, schedule my meeting. The meeting to add it to my calendar was actually, um, now this is how I just kind of work it out in my head. Somebody else might have it more techy, but I think it was putting it through the G Suite um, plugin. And even though it was the same meeting, two ID numbers were being created. So that was causing, so I had to, so I eventually anyway copped it that I removed the, the plugin and we're back to square and it's fine and it's safe. So that was a downside. And the other thing I discovered was that when you're holding a meeting and you change your screen and you want to share your screen, that you 
um, you know, that the host moves to a thumbnail size image up on the top of the screen. Up the yeah, up in the corner so they can share everything. But actually, it will only retain that with the thumbnail if you record it to cloud, to the actual cloud. And so is that when you play it back, you see yourself in the thumbnail. But if you record it to your computer, uh, the thumbnail is gone. So that's the difference, too, in recording. So people need to kind of be aware of things like that when they're recording their meeting, yeah. it's, if it's something that's being recorded. Um, if you want to hang on to your thumbnails of speakers or whoever it is that's appearing on screen, make sure you, you know, do it to cloud and not to your hard drive. Yeah. And uh, would you have to get everyone's permission before recording your Zoom meeting? Oh, absolutely. Or? Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, under GDPR regulations, I mean, you have to have permission from anybody uh, or from everybody, should I say, if you are recording. There are very, very few I would record. The only thing I record is the live stream that would go out on um, my Facebook. Um, after that, no, unless I'm a participant in something that I know that is being recorded. But then you can turn off your uh, camera. You can still see, but they can't see you. So you have the option of your camera being off if you don't want your face recorded. But you have to tell everybody that it is possible. This is being particularly a training one. If you were doing an in-house company training, you'd say, right, guys, you know, this is the training. We're going to show it to the other departments. We're going to be recording it. You know, so they have to know, they have to be made aware of that. Yeah. And there is a chat box along the side, right? There's a chat box as well. Can everybody see what's being written in the chat box? Yeah, it's up to the host whether they allow it to be shown in the first place or not, because in your Zoom settings, you might decide, you know what, don't want any chat. I just want, you know, there are other non-verbal communication options you can put in, like your thumbs up or your thumbs down or, you know, little hand claps. And so there's all these emojis that you can use too, rather than have a full chat, because it can be quite distracting. But that's down to a host and their personal choice. So at the minute, um, there's been a lot of talk about um, Zoom fatigue. Oh, yeah. And um, webcast fatigue in general, just being on screen constantly. Because a lot of businesses that have just moved on to the, the working from home concept seem to want to watch their employees day in, day out. Watch them sitting at the computer, watch them. You know, so they're always on screen. Is there any way to combat the fatigue? Is there anything that you could say to those employers that want to constantly be looking at their employees? Is there a reason? Do you know what? Zoom fatigue is, um, I mean, it is very, very real. And if it's a case that what I would find, you know, if an employer is working, if their employee, the chances are, is that the employee is actually logging into a company system. So they know that their employee is online and has logged in and they know their employees will work. You know, they they have to be able to trust their employees that they are there. And um, as a coach, I'd say, you know, give them that trust because it will come back. Zoom fatigue is like mentally uh, we're actually chatting now live. I cannot see you. I'm in Donegal. You're down in Uri. Um, You know, so this is the kind of thing that's going on. Uh, but mentally, you have to be so focused. And physically, that can drain. So whereas when yeah. you're face-to-face with a person, your whole 
top to toe, mentally and physically, is engaged in the conversation. So what's not coming across mentally, you're showing with a hand sign or, you know, you shift your shoulders or you tilt your head. So you have the body language is helping with the conversation. But on Zoom um, and on audio, when like if it's a case that the camera's off and they're even just chatting via the mic link, um, that's actually where the type, because you're looking for the language because the body language is not there to also counter with the conversation, if you understand yeah. me. And that's what makes it so exhausting. You know, yeah. Yes, that, so, so in a way, video calls are a happy medium between with us not being able to meet up in person at present and maybe this will continue on for a long time um but it could also be the new norm where instead of having face-to-face meetings with clients or with prospects or with um coaching um clients then you would be meeting online like this and just using the hand signals and using your eye movements and using that to counteract the rest of your body language that people can't see from the screen down. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I could be sitting here and make a jam about him for all you know. <laughs> you know, is that going to impact on my work? You know, does the boss no, know that? No, no. So yeah, to me, and I would be a very expressive person, so I would I need to use my hands. So if I'm given a choice between, look, we'll just do the mic only, or we'll do the video. I know, please give me the video because I can use my hands. You can react with, you know, what my face is saying, and you know, because a tone of voice without an expression is just a tone. You know, it's down to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Barbara, just wrapping up. Oh, um, sorry. To, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Barbara stuck for it forever, forever, forever. She stuck for Donegal and the whole of Ireland and the whole of Europe. <laughs> um, wrapping up some Zoom etiquette. What are the some of the do's and don'ts of Zoom if somebody's just starting to use it recently? Okay. Do's and don'ts. Absolutely. Make sure that um, if it's you see if it's business etiquette. You already have your business, um, you know, your colleagues or whatever, and they know you well enough that you're what to expect from you. If you're meeting someone new, what I would suggest is please try and clear either all the clutter from behind your camera. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not great looking at someone's storeroom if that's where you happen to be. It, you know, you can use a virtual background. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can just be a plain white picture, you know, dropped into your settings for a virtual background just to block out your home. You want it to be to look like that space that you're sitting in um, where you are working or where you are delivering your training or whatever. That's definitely one thing. You know, don't be afraid to smile. Look straight into the camera, block off your screen. If you happen to be on a laptop or a PC monitor, or even if you're on the phone, put a post-it pad across the screen of your phone and look straight into the camera. Because what that means is is actually you are looking into the eye of the person on the other side. And if you put a sheet on front of your screen uh, or your monitor under your camera, it means your eye is not drawn down to look at that person because actually all they'll see then is your forehead and practically closed eyelids and that. So they will be my top three. Great. Thank you very much for that, Barbara. Thanks for joining us today. You can find Barbara Edwards at becoach.ie and at wellexpo.ie. 
You can also find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Barbara, it has been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much. See you again next week, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.